1: On the
0: air. It's the Truman Show with Truman Jones. A look at the politics, news, sports, and people that are shaping Rutherford County.
1: The Truman Show
0: is on the air. The Truman Show is on the air. From Sylvan Park Restaurant on Northwest Broad Street, Truman Jones is on News Radio WGNS.
2: Good morning, Rutherford County. Uh, hey, Ronnie, since you're not doing anything, would you re- uh, introduce your guest today? Because he is a very important uh, individual with the city of government. And uh, actually, uh, he's the one that makes me smile every day when I get out on the, in the traffic and go across town. He does,
3: Trent. And- Thanks for having me here. Uh, you're we are, we
2: did you get enough uh, in your mouth before I you did? Uh, okay.
3: So I'm I'm enjoying an omelet, and Truman threw me a curveball. He likes to do that. But uh, an
2: omelet bigger than his plate.
3: Well, uh, we work hard, so we yes. gotta eat
2: calories. Right. You do we work hard, consume.
3: and Sylvan yeah. Park is a great place to do that. It, it is the best place to do it. right. Uh, so we're very fortunate to have uh, Ram Balachandra, and who is, um, if I get your title correct, Ram, correct me, but you're the city traffic engineer
4: and a Deputy Transportation Director.
3: Deputy Transportation Director. And so... Uh, Ooh, what a title. Yeah, that's right. Man. That's big time. So, yes, it is. Um, we have... Uh, Truman has been kind enough to allow me to bring some of what I have referred to as the city's kind of best and brightest. And some leaders, of, yeah. Some of our most talented groups that, that mm-hmm. really... Do the hard work day to day Mm -hmm. of running the city and making some of the decisions that go on um, that impact, um, you know, in in ROM's case, traffic and transportation. And so Mm -hmm. um, there are lots of, like anything, there are lots of frustrations we deal with day in and day out getting from one side of the city to the other. And Mm -hmm. sometimes when council members are asked that, uh, we're not always fully equipped to answer those questions. We do the best we can, but when we don't know the answer, it's people like Ram we call to say, hey, we've been asked this. So mm-hmm. thought it would be great to have Ram on. He's a wealth of knowledge and a great communicator, and I'm um, uh, very glad to have him here.
2: Hey, Ram. good morning. Good morning. I, I've enjoyed our conversations already, and I would say that we are very fortunate to have you here because this is, as Murfreesboro is growing, and really it's growing too fast, uh, it needs to slow down a little bit because the traffic problem is always the one that's noticed by more people, isn't it? Yes. Yeah. And, and as they drive through, it may be somebody cutting them off and, and going five miles an hour in a 40-mile speed zone or or whatever and guess who gets the blame you do
4: that's correct
2: and, and everything slows down and, and uh, wouldn't you like to see murfreesboro kind of back off a little bit on its growth and and give everybody time to catch up
4: that's a very interesting question. First of all, thank you. Yeah. and I'm uh, uh, really honored to be on your show, Truman. Uh, being here since 1999, I've heard about a lot about you, and uh, none of it's true. Uh, <laughs> all good. Uh, <laughs> it's uh, all true, then. I'm happy to be here and to answer your question. Yeah. There are many parameters that goes into planning. You know, yeah. planning is intertwined with engineering, transportation and so many other elements. So it's not a yes or no kind of answer, but mm-hmm. yes, the infrastructure needs to be in place. Not only the new infrastructure, but the existing infrastructure has to be maintained so that we can, you know, keep up with the growth.
2: Yeah, and, and, and they're always looking for either wider streets, uh, opening up new uh, avenues to kind of... Uh, um, maybe meet the demands of all the things, the cars that are on the road and stuff like that. I know that uh, o- over here at Medical Center Parkway it seemed like it helped for a while, but now it- it's filling up. I mean, no matter what you do uh, uh, people are always looking for an easier, faster way to get to whatever their destination is. Yeah, and uh, it-, it would be, I know with the the school traffic starting. I don't know how it is because I live out on Manchester Highway about four miles out of the city. And uh, uh, even with the schools starting to come back and, and the buses coming in, it takes me about 15 minutes longer to get over here than it did before. So um, as an engineer, do, do people actually call you or, or who, who did, who did they try to find to make their complaints?
4: Uh, they call me. Uh, uh, if, bless if, your heart. <laughs> if, uh, I get a lot of calls, averaging anywhere between you know three to five calls a day, and uh-huh. mostly it's complaints. But they are good complaints, uh, in my opinion. I uh-huh. take it with a positive attitude because you all are my eyes in the field. Mm-hmm. So when you bring something to my attention, yes, I may have a long list, but it's an attention. You are bringing that to my attention. So I take mm-hmm. that as a very positive, it's a two-way effort in trying to manage traffic. Ram just can't do it himself. I don't have the pair of you know eyes all over the place. Mm-hmm. So people do help me, do help me in the last 20 years that I've been here. They play a crucial part in bringing and articulating the traffic problem so that we can see what can be done. Now, do I have, you know, complete answers or immediate answers? No, because sometimes it does take some analysis and some time to evaluate so that we are not looking at it out of context.
3: Yeah. I think something too, Truman, that that I've experienced with ROM that I really appreciated when I was running, and, and Rom may not even remember this, <clears throat> but when I was running for city council when I was campaigning, mm-hmm. um, he hosted a, an event, um, and I think it was at a co-working place on the square. And so I attended that event mm-hmm. to listen to Rom speak because I wanted—I'd never met him and I wanted to hear him speak. And I was really impressed with—I mean, you got to think about—we talk about the jobs that police officers do and different people that deal with stressful situations every day and you know how do you get up and maintain that positive attitude how do you get up and make sure that you know the work comes first and how you feel about maybe the punching bag you you, you are so much of the time yeah how does that not get in the way of you serving and doing the job rom was so prepared you know in that meeting when i watched him uh, it was cultivate co- co-working which is where it was Um, But he was so very well prepared, and as you can imagine, and I've had some experience doing this, and watching Rom deal with these situations has been, uh, you know, a great teaching tool for me. But to see him absorb some of that frustration that comes from the crowd, and to not let it get in the way of communicating and articulating the message, trying to teach and share information and yet still being able to listen to what's being said mm-hmm. without being dismissive, without, um, you know, saying, well, you're not an engineer, so you don't know what you're talking about, which which happens sometimes in government. Um, so anyway, I just, just really want to compliment Rom on that, because as he's talked about the calls that he gets, I have a mental picture of how Rom works through that. And it's a way that makes me really proud as a city council person of um, having a staff member, a senior staff member that, that we've got that handles things like that. So,
2: You, you know, uh, listening to you and when I uh, I went to the movies the other night, and there's a movie called Unhinged. You need to go see it <laughs> because it's about road rage. And you are taking a chance <laughs> when you get with a group of people that are Angry before they get there, you're almost the the victim of road rage when you go in there, aren't you?
4: Yes, not physically a victim on the street, but yes, verbally and and via telephone, yes, they 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 really uh, you know uh, show their frustration, yeah, how they feel, and and I let you know when I get a call like that, I listen first, yeah. and I try to. kind of, you know, not say no, or even though I may know the answer to the question, sometimes it's better to take a deep breath and say, Mm. look, let me look at it at a different vantage point and get back with you. Mm. And that's the kind of patience that I'm asking folks when they call, because, you know, I... I have a very large area to cover. I may not be up to speed and may not know the latest that's happening there. And I'm, you know, I'm learning as I'm going with newer areas. So I, I try to get you know, them to be patient with me. At the same time, I assure them that it's not going into a deaf ear, that I will respond back to them, and I will. They, they may not like the answer, but I will provide some kind of system to the madness.
2: You know, I uh, I myself am somebody. I get angry when I'm on the road. There was an old cartoon years ago with uh, um, Disney, and it, it was Goofy. And when when Goofy was outside a car and doing walking around, he was the nicest, calmest fella in the world. He's somebody you'd invite in the house. But as soon as he got behind the wheel, his whole personality changed. And and I can relate to that. And uh, I had a hard job, a real hard job. I wouldn't do your job for all the money in the world, to be perfectly honest with you, because in some cases, it, you can't please anyone. You really can't. But I, 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 I gripe about having to drive across the city of Murfreesboro. But... In in all the respects that you look at, you guys really you really do a good job. But to have somebody with that calm demeanor that you have, who's willing to talk to people about the problem, that's pretty special.
4: Thank you so much for saying that, uh, Truman. Really appreciate that.
2: Now, why did you take it to start with?
4: <laughs> well, I've always been fascinated, in fact, uh, with with transportation. You know, movement of Vehicles and pedestrians. Um, in college, of course, you know, I uh, I have a degree in civil engineering, which is many aspects, and I specialize in traffic and transportation yeah. movement, movement of goods and, 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 and vehicles and, and pedestrians. Uh, I got fascinated because I had a very good mentor with the Louisiana Department of Transportation, Mr. Kinchen. Uh, Dick Kinchin is his name, he took me under his his wings when I graduated from LSU and really molded me about traffic. Traffic is not a right, wrong, yes, no, quick answer deal. It's a moving problem. It's dynamic. There are many contributing factors. You can't just say, oh, this is, this is, this is what happened. No, you know, it is just like, and, and Truman, you have handled this in the sheriff's aspect of it, law, in the law, law enforcement, there are many contributing factors to an incident. Yeah. You can't just look at it in vacuum. You've got to look at a bigger picture. You have to look at some trends. So my task here with the city of Murfreesboro is to explain to people, yes, you're frustrated. Yes, we are looking into it. Here are the answers. These are the options, and we present those options to mayor and council to make a global decision for the city, not Mm -hmm. just one aspect of the city element, but the entire city, for the betterment of the entire city.
2: Do you do anything kind of like mathematical as far as uh, at certain hours kind of estimate what the traffic flow is? Um, uh, Do do, do you... uh, uh, you, utilize your light system to kind of uh, control those type things. Um, you, there's sometimes you come through Murfreesboro and it's like driving in L.A. during rush hour and, and because that's the, the, the amount of traffic that we have here. I just wonder how you look at the entire concept of where the flow is at any given time.
4: Yes, we absolutely look at the mathematics and the, the science behind operating traffic signals. We do look at the time of the day. So traffic is not the same during 7 and 8 p- a.m. and 7 and 8 p.m. Yeah. So we look at a 24-hour period. We analyze the traffic and then kind of categorize the timing plans to meet AM, PM, and mid morning plans. So when you look at a traffic signal, you know, we are running anywhere between three to five different coordination plans. So there is a system to the madness, believe it or not. You may not see at an individual intersection, but we look at the whole corridor. For example, let me just be specific say all four pathways. <laughs> let me, I- me
2: interrupt you a second. Move your, uh, there you go, more closer to, there you go. I, I, it's not just me. I'm getting reading it on this. Okay. Is okay. that better now? That's, well, It is for me, but I okay. can hear fine anyway. Okay. <laughs>
4: yeah. uh, so I was saying, uh, to give you an example, yeah. uh, Old Fort Parkway from I-24 mm-hmm. to, say, Broad and Memorial mm-hmm. to Broad Street. So there, is, there are six or seven traffic signals. They all need to be talking to each other so that there is a system to the madness. There is coordination when the greens are turned. Turn for each one of those intersections so that you're not stop going, stop going. Mm -hmm. But what gets really complicated is when there are traffic entering the platoon in the middle, in between those signals. Mm -hmm. They come into play, so we have to take that into consideration because they are now adding to the platoon. So it's it's a dynamic science that needs You know, sometimes one intersection may have to suffer some loss in order for the goodness of the whole corridor. Mm -hmm. But at the same time, point well taken, some intersections are a bust because, you know, because of the fluctuation of traffic, that it's so difficult to take care of each one of those movements at an intersection versus the entire corridor.
2: Now, you have ways to actually monitor the traffic. You can actually watch it from from, uh, the offices that you have there.
4: Yes, sir. It's like like a NASA station in there. Yeah. We we have what we call, and we are very fortunate, Murfreesburians are very fortunate in having a traffic operation center Mm -hmm. where we use ITS equipment, intelligent transportation system equipment, which Mm -hmm. consists of fiber optic communication and cameras and state-of-the-art signal communication tools. Mm-hmm. So we are able to pull the intersection. That's my pair of eyes in the field. So when I get a phone call saying the traffic here is backing up at, at 3.30 in the afternoon, I can pull during that time, not only see the intersection, but I can actually go and talk physically, not you know physically talk verbally, but electronically talk to the intersection. I can look at the timing, I can see how the signal is performing, I can see deficiencies, I can do some diagnostics to see if any times, any green time can be stealing, st- stolen from any one of those movements to be given to another approach. So we can look at those kind of stuff, but at the same time, you can only do so much if it is capacity. If it once reaches the capacity, then... You know, signal tweaking and signal timing can only do so much. We need more lanes, and you know how that is when all yeah. the four parkway and all it gets into yeah. a bigger, bigger, and, and, and elaborate uh, task.
3: Truman, there's a there's a situation that came up in the past couple of weeks that I called Rom about, and um, without going into specifics and detail, um, it's the thought process that the average person probably doesn't think through of, hey. I can't turn left or I can't turn right out of here. I need a traffic light, right? Mm -hmm. So for someone who spends seconds a day being impacted by a certain intersection or a certain, um, you know, uh, hot intersection, if you will, then really the only time they're thinking about that is when they're going through it. The rest of the time they're occupying, their mind is being occupied by the things that matter to them throughout the day. And so when we take a call like that, or I take a call, or I'll call Rom, you know, one of the things that he has taught me that is easier for me to have conversations when I receive these calls Mm -hmm. is, well, yes, it may be challenging. A left turn out of here may be challenging, or a right turn, or even getting across the intersection may be challenging, but what's the traffic count, you know, on uh, on that street, uh, at different points, you know, in the day. Mm-hmm. Um, is it at capacity already? Is it already a challenged intersection? And what would happen to that if we inserted another stop mm-hmm. to try to fix one problem? It may be causing a cascading effect that causes another problem. And so it's things like that that, you know, the average person that's just impacted by their left turn. We talked about your left turn up here on that. Um,
2: a lot that of That one second left turn. Mm-hmm. That five minute, that five minute mm-hmm. left turn. No, I'm talking about the one over there off Church Street off Broad, okay. where you, where you, you, if you leave the radio station and turn left going toward Manchester Highway. Okay. That that was one of the biggest ones that you'd see more people in a- in um, Medical Center Parkway. They run that light for four or five cars. That's why
3: you want those traffic cameras there to give them tickets.
2: No, I don't want those traffic ca- cameras there. <laughs> <laughs> now... This is, I don't know why, but it's caught my attention for a long time. Is there, the lights, are they set longer when they're going toward MTSU from Manchester Highway than they are going up Manchester Highway going toward? um, uh, That's where, uh, Pinnacle has a a bank right there. And uh, it seems like the light stays on longer green Going toward MTSU, like you're you're coming from uh, uh, 231.
4: Yes, I think you're talking about the intersection of Manchester High Pike right. and Rutherford Boulevard. Yes, so that one is running. Uh, uh, I think six plans, different times of the day. But yeah. in the morning, what happens is there's a lot of traffic going into MTSU from 231. Mm-hmm. So Rutherford has a longer green time to accommodate all that students going into. In the PM, it's the reverse; they are all going back to the interstate, so I've the that. other yeah. side. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, I have a daunting task. Uh, the uh, the uh, um, the Manchester Pike coming into town is bumper to bumper. Yeah. So now we are wedging not only trying to accommodate two high peaks, uh, an a.m. and a p.m., but also some incoming out-of-town incoming regional traffic from Manchester Pike into the city of Murfreesboro. Mm-hmm. So it's, it's almost, you know, people ask me, is there signs in, 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 in signal timing? It almost seems like I am a a, a appropriate, you know, I'm I'm like, you know, it's like a pie. Mm -hmm. It's like a pie. If there is a member, if there are four members in your family, you cut the pie four ways. Mm -hmm. I have to cut the pie eight or nine ways. Based on, and I'm going back to the family analogy, uh, mom and dad, bigger, wiser, uh, you know, older, gets bigger piece than mm-hmm. the child who has a smaller stomach, and yeah. smaller appetite, gets a smaller wedge of the pie. Mm-hmm. So I look at it that way. When there is more demand on one approach, they get more green time than another approach that may have to wait a cycle at the expense of, of trying to push traffic through. So that's how we do signal timing. We have programs that actually look at not only the individual intersection, but also the entire corridor.
2: Which are the busiest intersections right now?
4: Right now, uh, the, uh, the, the interchange intersections seem to be the most affected with all this coronavirus and the change in traffic. That means yeah. like the I-24 and Medical Center Parkway, O4 Parkway and I-24. Church and I-24 is also a really big, busy intersection. And I get a lot of calls for more green time at Broad and Thompson Lane. Uh, that's one that we generates a lot of phone calls, uh, you know, and the city has done, you know, we have looked at it. If you have lived here for several years, meticulously and programmatically, we have added, we are doing our best under the situation to add double lefts at Thompson and, uh, and, and Broad Street. We have double left turns and right turn lanes, complements of lanes for the whole intersection. And and we are hoping to work with the Tennessee Department of Transportation to do an overpass just like the Broad and Memorial overpass. It's in the books, but uh, as far as, you know, materializing and when that project may happen is something that, you know, the city is actively working with the Tennessee Department of Transportation. And
2: it'll take it forever to be done. (laughs)
4: Uh, The planning and the design will take some time, yes sir. Yeah,
2: uh, this Salem Highway, that bridge that they've been trying to widen for 50 years. How long has it been? It's been forever. It's just unbelievable, and and it's amazing how the traffic will back up. And a lot of the people that travel these roads, they don't know anything about the back roads where they can actually uh, kind of stay away from that. Of course, you've got the church out there at Salem on Sundays that... that, uh, It'll back up for four or five miles sometimes. Yes. How how do you keep a record of uh, the number of cars that go through an intersection at any given time?
4: Sure. There are the the Tennessee Department of Transportation has some permanent count stations along Highway 99. Mm -hmm. That means they are embedded in the pavement. They they are electronically sent on an annual daily basis, and it's annually analyzed. So we have a general idea of the traffic, but Mm -hmm. the section that's under construction right now, from I-24 to Cason Lane, Mm -hmm. that those sensors and those detectors are no longer because of the construction. We don't have any data, but we do have archived data. We know what traditionally, what kind of traffic actually uses that roadway. Mm-hmm. So we have a general idea. If we are trying to you know uh, solve or evaluate a certain intersection, we will do the traffic counting. We'll send tra- uh, signal technicians to go out at the intersection and do an hourly count just to depict. That you know, the, the peak hour volume, so that we can make signal timing modifications.
2: Is five o'clock in the evening the busiest time in the city?
4: Generally, seven to eight in the morning and four to six in the evening are yeah. the most uh, critical times uh, for signal timing and signal progression. Sometimes, now you know, on Medical Center Parkway, because a lot of folks. Uh, there is a noon peak a lunchtime peak we call it mm-hmm. uh, anytime between eleven thirty to about two o'clock we have a special plan running to accommodate all the uh, the additional uh traffic that will be using that corridor
2: yeah do you have anything to do at all to do with the buses that run here
4: I, I play a, a small role uh, the, 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 in in our rover buses and yeah. the schedules. Uh, we do keep up with their needs and the scheduling uh, challenges. So we do we do work with with the transit uh, uh, folks.
2: Do they carry a lot of passengers per day? I don't see many stops there, and, and I was just I'm not I'm not saying doing away with it because the, the people that ride it really do need that type of transportation, but. Uh, uh, I was just wondering what the the, the the numbers would be for the buses
4: yeah i don 't know the exact numbers I can certainly uh, check uh, check with uh, 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 the uh, transit director yeah uh, the assistant director uh, and uh, get back with you. you
2: how many how many uh people directors and things like that do you work with in, all total in, in everything that you do the the
4: the, the we, we, our responsibilities and and working. Uh, um uh responsibilities are with all the departments because we are intertwined. Engineering, mm-hmm. transportation, urban environmental, streets department, they are all connected. They are all public, you know, tra- uh, uh, trans... Uh, Probably
2: uh, law enforcement and... Absolutely,
4: uh, we work a- with... And,
2: and the ambulance service, the ambulance service that has all the fire department trucks running all yes, over the place. Yes, yes,
4: sir. We, we do work with the police department. They are, again, uh, I, I'm using this phrase again, they are our eyes in the field. They yeah. are there. They see problems. We work very closely with them. They bring it to our attention, and we will evaluate and work with them, uh, you know, uh, on a daily basis.
2: So you have contact, say, with the Mercerboro Police Department. Of course, they do a great job. They really do. And, and uh, when you have a, a bad accident or, or, or something that actually just stops the traffic dead, do do they get in touch with you for any particular type of guidance?
4: Absolutely, all the time. If there are any incidences all along our major corridors, or even traffic and transportation related, we we talk on the phone, we email each other, we we meet up and discuss uh, an immediate uh, 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 solution and a long-term solution to those kind of problems. I have a question. I think it'd be good for okay. us to get out.
3: Okay. Uh, so. Um I'm, I have the privilege to serve um, by appointment of the mayor on the planning commission. And you've heard me talk about that. That's a tough assignment. Oh, of course um, it is. It is, uh, you know, you, 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 I'm not an engineer and I'm not a planner and all those sorts of things. But you have to make decisions about things for the city. And, uh, of course, being on the council as well, I get to make those things twice once they come through planning and on the council. Mm-hmm. But, um We talk a lot about um, traffic and problems that development and growth cause um, in the city. I'm really curious on your perspective related to, um, it, it, um, and I know planning is a big part of this, but the urban sprawl discussion related to our urban growth boundary, related to city limits, expansion, annexation, limitations on sewer uh, allocation, which is a challenge for us, and how we grow the city vertically, uh, or in contrast to how we grow the city vertically. So really what I'm talking about is um, the benefits of sprawl and the infrastructure challenges that that causes by putting, you take Salem Highway, for example, the next field down the line of Salem Highway turning into residential rooftops and still having a two-lane or a four-lane in, you're just putting more and more traffic on that infrastructure versus um, potentially think about the core downtown uh, going more vertical and creating walkable communities where there's less need for traffic. There's less need for vehicles. Um,
4: what, what thoughts do you have on that? Uh, just generally, I think we need both, but vertical, vertical in an existing retrofitting the needs will be a daunting task uh, for example you said downtown going vertical parking right. has already been limited so there has to be more you know parking garages and then retrofitting existing networks and and, and ditch section roadways around the downtown area would be a very expensive venture because of all the utilities and the limited space we may not be able to meet The sidewalk requirements, the ADA and PROWAC requirements, engineering elements of those. You know, you can't just grandfather in something that doesn't meet current standards. Right. So... The minute you touch those intersections, they become big projects. Right. Utilities will be in the way. There's not adequate right of way. Then we will be infringing on personal properties. Mm. You know, getting easements and right of ways to get that. So it's like a domino effect. Mm-hmm. That that it's really one or the other. It's it shouldn't be one or the other, but it should be balanced. Mm-hmm. I think yes, going vertical in some areas, and then you know, some going outwards, mm-hmm. because we do have the infrastructure. And I'm saying this. Is to give you an example, um, Veterans Parkway mm-hmm. going outside. Now, Veterans Now is a five-lane roadway. We had the forethought of actually making that a five-lane, median divided five-lane roadway, because we want that to be a regional traffic to be there. Yeah. Right now, it's fairly decent, but it's going to pick up. Just like, uh, Truman, you just mentioned Medical Center Parkway was really yeah. nice in the early 2000s, but now things are picking up. But Medical Center Parkway with all the planning that we did and the limited right away that we were working within, you know, is performing better than any other corridors in Murphysboro, I would say. This is our gateway into the city of Murphy'sboro. It's all underground. We have we have designed openings with a median divided roadways and we signalize intersections that we know there will be signal warrants met to those intersections. Yeah, so yeah. it's one of the better ones but Yes, traffic is always going to be, you know, a, a problem because of people. You know, it's so dynamic. We yeah. do things. We are Americans. We do things, what we want to do. We we want that freedom to be able to drive where we need to go. Sometimes it's hurting us. You know, it is hurting us. You can't accommodate moving target. You can only plan so much.
2: Well, that's our, that's our getaway. Jump in the car. I mean, uh, I think the... Um, the coronavirus, when they had everyone quarantined, it drove everybody crazy. Why? Because you couldn't get out in your car. You didn't have the freedom of movement, and and that's a big deal. But like the the Salem Highway, um, is there a way? And, and of course, this is the mayor and the city council and the city manager's fault. But as the as a plan. For something major, a major growth out in, out in the community as the town continues to grow, is there a way that once you know that this project is going to be there and it's going to really contribute a lot of traffic out toward that area and even coming into to our county and into the community, isn't there a way that you can plan for the roadways during that particular time way ahead of the game, or, or or is that asking too much?
4: No, that is a very good question, and we do that some. We do that some. And, and the city in the last 20 years that I've been has done a fantastic job in trying to plan, uh, having a master plan certain mm-hmm. areas. But master planning is only as good as... It materializes. Mm-hmm. You know, there are changes in the economy. COVID, we yeah. didn't see COVID. We didn't see the economy that tanked a few years ago. So we have to make modifications, number one. Number yeah. two, you have to understand, May and Council are looking to protect the taxpayers from paying for this infrastructure. So it's developmental-driven. That means something, you know, you can have a master plan, and then we try to materialize pieces of that master plan so that the respective parties will be responsible for the funding of the project. It's, Mm -hmm. it's, It's a partnership. Instead of the taxpayers at the 11th hour putting the bill, it will be planned and and DVD-up, I should say, by each development. So that's the task yeah. that we are struggling with. Easier said than done, um, uh, the, the, the Planning Commission and City Council does a fantastic job in looking at what's on their hands to accommodate and do, the, do what's on the master plan.
2: So you're looking at the future, plus you're having to deal with constant change all the time. That's correct. Well, and Ron
3: mentioned, you know, the Gateway, the Avenue. Uh, another project that I'll mention that I know Gary Whitaker, uh, our assistant city manager, has worked, you know, very tireless, tirelessly on, is the uh, old First Methodist Church, One mm-hmm. East College uh, Street site. And, you know, one of the things that was most attractive to me when we went through that process is the idea of having a a boutique hotel as a part of that redevelopment downtown. Mm -hmm. Well, you can imagine you think about local hotel motel tax, the impact that COVID has had on the hotel industry. You know, i 'm a banker, I do lots of real estate stuff mm-hmm. um, it 's not an easy deal to get a hotel loan at this particular moment yet we 're trying to move forward with that project and that and for a hotel to be a part of that project so you know you get in this space of um, what do we do we have um, you have one opportunity to redevelop that site by a single person uh, right now in front of us do we do we change our original vision for that based on what Uh, the economy will give us and what you know financial institutions are willing to lend against uh, Mm -hmm. or do we hold our ground and say or, or you know are we flexible do we do we change through that and that's that's one of the really hard things that frankly you know in my opinion there's not an answer to there's not a right or wrong answer to it's about what what is my vision or what is other council members or planning commission members vision and you mix all that stuff together, and then you come up with an answer. And and it's you know a lot of times it's imperfect, uh, but the fact that it's imperfect makes it probably well vetted and correct. Um, you know from a broader perspective. So
2: then, with a, a probably the major bank right here in Rutherford County, do you get some insight on uh, how the city? Is going to continue its growth and how strong it's going to be. I know you, uh, I, my understanding that uh, is, it, is is it the Avenue or uh, which one of them is, is, is going to have a new owner of uh, one of the shopping centers?
3: Um, I don't know the answer to that. Is it the Avenue? Okay.
2: Yeah, yeah. Uh, it, it, I, I'm I'm pretty sure that that will make a major impact on this city. You're yeah. talking about changing ownership. Yeah, changing ownership and, and, and see which direction it's going to go. You don't buy into something like that with the type of money we're talking about unless you have a pretty good idea. We're going to take a quick break, and I'll let you all answer that when we get back. Sure,
0: thing. From Sylvan Park Restaurant on Northwest Broad Street. It's The Truman Show on News Radio WGNS. FM 100.5, 101.9, AM 1450, and streaming online at WGNSradio.com.
1: This portion of the show brought to you by MAPCO. How do you feel about two for three dollar Lays or Cheetos? What about regular M&Ms for only a dollar? These are just a handful of the sweet deals you'll find right now at MAPCO. You'll be surprised how they always have great deals for your everyday cravings. And don't forget to download their My Rewards mobile app to earn points toward items like ice cold fountain drinks and even fuel. The app is available for both iPhones and Androids. Stop by and save at your local MAPCO today. Sylvan Park Restaurant on Northwest Broad, across from the Ford Dealer, host of the Truman Show live broadcast.
2: You have such great people working here. Would you want to do anything else? No, sir. I love coming to work every day. I love this.
1: Open Monday through Saturday at 6.30 for breakfast and lunch, Thursdays and Fridays for dinner.
2: We listen to the gossip that's going on at every other table. We're able to keep up with all the things that go on in Murfreesboro.
1: Sylvan Park Restaurant on Northwest Broad, across from the Ford Dealer.
2: Now's the time to start teaching good financial habits to your children, and we're here to help. Hi, I'm Nancy with Heritage South Community Credit Union. Our brand new chipmunk and squirrel saver accounts help your child learn how to save and reward them for regular deposits or good grades. Our team cash accounts help your teen learn to manage their money wisely and have options to build their credit. To learn more, visit our website, HeritageSouth.org, insured by the NCUA.
1: Generation 4 Creation's Grandparents' Day is coming up, and it's time to nominate your favorite grandparent who is a performing or visual artist. Also, register your child grades K through 12 for the talent contest. Tickets for the online event September 12th at 4 p.m. are available free for grandparents, seniors, and students. Check out Generation 4 Creation at gfckidz.org to nominate a grandparent to register a child or sponsor. That's gfckidz.org. At Bud's Tire Bros, they care about those who live and work here because you're a big part of what makes this place
5: great. This is Kay Mitchell at Bud's Tire. Come by and see us at Bud's Tire, 3600 East Main Street or call 896-TIRE. They will be here through the good times
1: and the uncertain times. For those who are out on the road, stop in today to see their full lineup of Michelin tires. For whatever you drive, Michelin has a tire to fit any need. Bud's Tire pros they're essential, they're open, they're local. Visit them online at BudsTireProsTN.com.
0: Now an update from the WGNSRadio.com News
5: Center. I'm Ron Jordan. Murfreesboro Police responded early Thursday morning when a man barricaded himself in the nights' Inn on South Church Street. Public information officer Larry Flowers told News Radio WGNs the motel guests were asked to shelter in place for their safety as a police special operations unit coaxed the man out of the room. The man reportedly threatening suicide and at one point tried to provoke officers. He eventually agreed to surrender peacefully. A Murfreesboro man is dead in a single vehicle crash on North Rutherford Boulevard near MTSU Boulevard Wednesday night. The fatal accident crash team investigators say 59-year-old's pickup truck left the roadway and struck a tree. He was the only occupant in the vehicle and was pronounced dead at the scene. Rutherford County Emergency Medical Services Director Carl Hudgens says there's one more thing parents have to worry about. The younger crowd, believe it or not, they're actually having what's called Narcan parties. They have Narcan, which reverses the effect of a narcotic. They'll sit around and start using, and there'll be one who's not using, and he'll go around and use Narcan on the ones that were using the drug. And then once they recover, the one that had the Narcan, he will use it. Narcan is a life-saving medication carried by first responders to use when someone overdoses new unemployment claims across the state topped 12,000 for the week ending august 25th that's up by a thousand claims but continued claims dropped to about 185,000 from 191,000 shelby county has the most people out of work with over 2,400 new claims and over 48,000 continued claims when news breaks we tweet it just follow us on twitter at WGNS Radio or Facebook.com slash WGNS Radio. I'm Ron Jordan reporting.
0: News updates around the clock, when it breaks, and on demand at WGNSRadio.com. We are News Radio WGNS.
2: We at Fair Construction offer a 24-hour emergency service.
5: Whether your shingles are blown off your roof, you have a tree on your roof, or if your whole house flooded, we offer a 24-hour emergency service. That's why it's important to shop
0: local. They're your neighbors, and they take care of you.
5: We're family here at Fair Construction.
3: We care about you. This is Ron Hall with Fair Construction. Call 615-893-6120. That's Fair Construction Company.
1: Listen live to WGNS Radio on our website, Alexa, or Google devices. Search WGNS Radio for on-demand podcasts in iTunes, Google Play, Spotify, and Stitcher. Plus, we have direct links to podcasts at WGNSRadio.com.
4: Good neighbor weather.
1: We'll see if you scattered showers and thunderstorms here this afternoon with partial sunshine developing high into the mid 80s. Winds out of the northwest around five to ten miles per hour. I'm meteorologist Jennifer Wojcicki on News Radio WGNS. Currently, it's seven.
0: From Sylvan Park Restaurant on Northwest Broad Street, it's The Truman Show on News Radio WGNS. FM 100.5, 101.9, AM 1450, and streaming online at WGNSradio.com. And welcome back. Uh,
2: what's showing at Premier 6 this week and starting today? Uh, Tenet or Tenet, I, I I really don't know how to pronounce that. It's PG-13 anyway. It's showing today at 2.45, 4.15, 6.15, and 7. Unhinged, that's Ron's uh, favorite movie, rated R, uh, 2.30 and 6.00 p.m. And uh, if you like gory violence or you suffer from the same disease I do as far as road rage, then I... I'll never be, have road rage again after watching that movie. Uh, it's 2.30 and 6. The New Mutants, PG-13 at 2, 4.45 and 8 p.m. That's for, I guess, what, the teenage uh, group, the New Mutant, Mutants. Yeah. I I, can't, I don't keep up with is that. Is that a
3: Marvel thing? That's pretty cool.
2: Yeah, I think it is. Uh, Rocky, the old Rocky movie, Sylvester Stallone, 2.15, 4.30 and 7.30. Matilda, PG, that is a cute, cute movie, and it's at 3.30 and 7.35. I saw The Dark Knight Rises, PG-13, a couple of nights ago, and uh, I forgot that Heath Ledger was the Joker in that movie. So Great role. Yeah, uh, yeah. He yeah.
3: died, actually, after that. Yeah,
2: yeah. He, or he, or he, maybe he, while doing that. I, yeah, he, he became... Uh, uh, sick during that time, hmm. and I, I think it bothered his mind, and I could understand. But he did a great job. He in did, that. yeah, he sure did. That's at three p.m. and six thirty. That uh, mutant movie is a Marvel movie, so I bet that's good. Yeah. What? 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 Uh, you were going to answer my question before we went off. what you ask? You always ask me so many questions; I can keep up with what you ask. I can't believe you, you didn't remember it. I'll guarantee you oh, it Rob remembered. No, it was the Avenue yes. refinance. Yeah. yeah,
3: and I, you know, Rom um, remembered more of the detail on that than I did, but um, I think to the comments he made that um, there's another buyer for that asset, mm-hmm. and uh, those real estate assets, you know, obviously are valuable assets. They produce great cash flow, and so you 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 think if. If a owner of a project like that, a commercial real estate project, has the opportunity to sell and there's a willing buyer, uh, it says something about the state of, you know, our local economy and our community and outsiders' confidence in wanting to be in Murfreesboro. And to the spirit of what we're talking about, you know, uh, the more people that come here, the more Rom has to figure out a way to move them around throughout the city,
2: and that's a constant challenge. Well, there are a lot of shops and a lot of restaurants out that way, Ron. And, and do you keep a tab on which days are the heaviest days as far as people coming into that area? And I'm sure a lot of uh, people come in from outside our community, other counties, because it's it's a great place to shop and it's really a great place to eat over there.
4: Yes, there is, uh, you know, some trends. Uh, of course, now with COVID, it's kind of a little bit harder to predict what's happening. Do we still have um, COVID around here? Um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, the, the the change with, oh. uh, with COVID mm-hmm. uh, and the behavioral change, you know, people shop in different areas and things yeah. like that. But normally, typically weekdays, like I was telling you, 7 to 7 to 8 in the morning, and then, mm-hmm. say, from about 11.30 to 2, our critical, and then seven, uh, 4 to 6, hour critical mm-hmm. periods. Now, weekends in the shopping area, we have a trend. And mm-hmm. we have a special plan running on weekends. Uh, starts mm-hmm. around 10 o'clock to about 6. 10 to yeah. 6 p.m. seems to be the heaviest uh, in our major corridors in, uh, in Murfreesboro.
2: I, I would – I can, I can understand – the weekends, I think, more. But, I, you know, I come from an era where we would do a lot of our shopping from 6 to 8 p.m. because you would just be getting off work and, and the uh, the wives would want to go shopping with you and uh, buy a bunch of dresses while you, you sit there in a little corner for <laughs> two or three hours. I mean, it, it was a major time back in my day. I mean, shopping was really a big time. What do you see as far as, uh, I remember, you may remember uh, some too, the mayors would not sign on for these uh, exits off of the interstate for quite a few years. In fact, we went through a number of of mayors who would not sign on because they didn't want that traffic flow to be coming into the downtown area because... uh, you really had no way of it, of widening the streets and 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 giving you a lot of excesses off of off of the downtown area. Now, how has it changed all the things that go on as far as inner Murfreesboro is concerned? I really thought that at, at one time that maybe they would take all the criminal justice things and take them outside of the downtown area so it wouldn't be so jam-packed. And and uh, that's one of the reasons that we built a jail back over where we did, because we, we didn't want to be blocked in, you might say. But they had other ideas. And how has that infected, uh, affected, you know, would be better, how would that <laughs> ha- have affected that particular flow? Because there's really not much you can do about it.
4: No, with, the, with just talking about downtown, I think that with the new judicial building moving to the north, uh, north side of the square, public square, away from that public square, that block seemed to be, uh, you know, um, working fairly well in the downtown area. Now, um, the, 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 there was quite a bit of planning, you know, where uh, the law enforcement will bring their um, uh, their folks. To the cases, you know, and and how the they attorneys, the attorneys, it. they
2: did not want it anywhere except within walking distance of all their offices. I remember it well because they, they they gave me a lot of lip when I was wanting it off of that area. So I remember it well.
4: But 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 I think you know, keep keeping it intact and and moving it up a, a little bit north of the square area has. You know, helped a little bit, but parking is still, I think, very, very uh, uh, premium in the downtown area. A lot Mm. of folks have a little bit reluctant in parking at the parking garage and walking for safety, and I think the city has done, uh, you know lots of things in the last uh, year or so. Mm-hmm. Cameras are added, more lighting has been done, we are revamping some of the entrances and exits, we are thinking of you know, uh, uh, modifying and having a little bit more security with the cameras have been added, so I think it has really helped that portion of it now. Mm-hmm. As far as the interchange, you you mentioned something about, you know, uh, we have been very fortunate in working very closely with the Tennessee Department of Transportation in Mm -hmm. getting those interchanges, Mm -hmm. critical interchanges. In fact, we are working on a couple more that we are hoping will materialize in the next, you know, three to five years. But with that said, the existing interchanges that was built, like Joby Jackson Mm -hmm. and... uh, um, uh, 840, the mm-hmm. uh, I-840 and Veterans Parkway. Yeah. We are working very, very closely with the Tennessee Department of Transportation now to be- because the traffic has increased mm-hmm. with all this growth that's happening in that side, like 840 and Veterans and Joby Jackson for signalization, for street lighting, and more ramp improvements, just like what they did at 231 and uh, and I twenty four and O four Parkway, you know, double left turns or triple triple left turns and right turn lanes to complement and accommodate the traffic changes. Oh
3: yeah, I got a comment too. One of the things we had come up in planning this week, um, and it's again, it's a lesson for me. But we talked about the the advanced planning of Veterans Parkway and that loop around that side uh, of the city. Uh, and the opportunities for growth in that area but you know you balance that with each developing property and planning associated with those parcels related to curb cuts and how you slow traffic that comes through there Um, you you know we talked a little bit about uh, setting a precedent uh, related to trying to minimize the curb cuts so as as property is developed You know, those were old um, county roads that we've improved and annexed into the city. And so there were residential houses that were built on those roads that when they were used as older county roads, it was less invasive for someone to slow down on that road and turn into their house or to enter into oncoming traffic. Well, now that we've expanded those roads and turned them into different sorts of roads, Uh, talk a little bit how important it is to from a planning aspect to make sure that we are considerate of the curb cuts as we're looking at intersections and
4: signalization and as those properties out there develop yeah we are constantly and 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 actively looking at major corridors like this and to give you an example veterans parkway limiting the number of driveways ingress egresses but remember that's The property owner has the right to have access to a public road. So we Mm -hmm. got to be very cognizant when we are saying, no, you can't have a driveway, or you can only have one driveway, or you can only have a driveway on this road and not on this public road. Mm -hmm. We advise the engineers. The engineers have to provide us with a traffic impact study on major development like this. Mm -hmm. And I look at them very closely. I look at a bigger picture, what the um, uh, Councilman Martin has uh, uh, mentioned uh, uh, about the understanding the turning movements you know going into and out of a residential home versus a road that is a collector road that has been widened to accommodate commercial traffic. We look at it very very carf- very carefully, and that 's when we we analyze the traffic data and have complements of turn lanes so that, that one tra- one vehicle making a left turn is not holding the through traffic that is uh, having to pass that roadway. So we look at those kind of stuff, and his point is well taken. We do look at it very carefully about driveways and locations, and then we also identify future signalized locations so that we are not haphazardly putting signals where they don't meet uh, the, the minimum separation requirements. We don't want it to be for example, and I'm I'm bringing a bad example to show some good examples, or, or to, to move towards doing good things. Case and Lane, River Rock, and uh, and 96, that intersection. I get a lot of phone calls, but we inherited it for what it is. You know, several mayors and councils, several engineers have looked at it over time and made it better. But is it? perfect? No. Does it need help? Absolutely. Do we have an answer? No. Because there are so many elements, you know, people's rights, properties, driveways, agreements, uh, contracts, you know, things like that. But we are making it better. As we go, we see fit to accommodate that intersection. We don't want to create a new one in the future.
2: Now, is, is there a, 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 an expansion going on there? Are they, are they building another uh suburb over there in, in, in that area. Oh. You, you maybe be you talking about Highway 99, that River Rock area? Yeah, the River Rock
3: area. You're, you're probably talking about... Um, Tommy Johnson's old property. Yes, sir. Uh, that development, uh, and again, it's been months since we've done this, but roughly 650 new units. Um, and, you know, that was one of the hardest things I've done as a planning commission I member. can see it. Uh, because, uh, and, and this is where, you know, not everybody's paying attention to every page of the book, mm-hmm. right? You, you see the final page or you see the beginning page. Mm-hmm. Well, the reality is that project came to us, um, and this is, this is a little fuzzy, but just, you know, give me some grace on this. Maybe it was 350 units with a single large, entry yeah. and exit at the mm-hmm. very beginning. And then it turned into more units with mm. two exits, Um, And then it turned into, um, you know, basically us, the planning commission saying, hey, we're just not comfortable um, dumping that sort of traffic into a residential neighborhood without having a direct outlet. And so, um, you know, the planning process basically took the developer from a beginning plan over a year, maybe a year and a half's timeline into the developer connecting directly to Highway 99, which is where mm-hmm. we've got improvements that are currently being made to handle the capacity. So we feel like that there is the capacity there to handle those additional units, to so whereas we were less comfortable doing that, you know, putting those cars into a residential neighborhood. Um, you know that in particular neighborhood in in question did not have sidewalks because it was an, an older city um, development. Doesn't
2: it back up to the greenway?
3: It does, um, and and look, and there's a lot of discussion that we could have about that too. But yeah. you have to remember, you know, the greenway is part of a transportation grant for our city, mm-hmm. and it is it is designed as a recreation tool, but it also as a tool to move people throughout the city. And it gets really easy for folks that live really close to a particular greenway to remember that mm-hmm. that's the city's greenway. That's everybody in the city's greenway, not just a neighborhood's greenway. And so people can become you know fairly possessive about what's in their close proximity to. You're changing, and my. that's normal. It is normal. You're you're changing my private park, my private greenway, my private space. Well, the reality is. Rom said this several times. You know, there are property rights that come with that property that the yeah. owners of the adjacent properties do not own. It's that it's that owner's property right, and it's the city's responsibility to make sure that we're looking at, you know, uh, stormwater flooding, um, you know, traffic, all those sorts of things. And I think the planning commission and the staff and the city council, um, you know, that was a really hard thing to do, but I felt really good about where we ended up from the standpoint that we actually were able to create another, uh, you know, entry exit point onto um, to New Salem Highway for the existing subdivision that existed that they did not have. So we've created a way for them to get out that they did not previously have. Uh, we added housing stock, you know, to, um, uh, to our community. Um, and the developer is paying for a large part of that roadway network, um, if not all of the roadway network there and And, like, and you know, people lose sight of some of those things sometimes. I mean, I think developers are in the business to make money. Uh, a lot of people perceive that you know the city council or the planning commission, you know we're all cheering for the developers, wanting them to make money. It's not really the case. What you have to be conscious of is a lot of the horizontal infrastructure that's been established in our community mm-hmm. has been established by developers. They have paid for that infrastructure. They've paid for the roads. They've paid for the water lines and sewer lines, as they should, right? Mm-hmm. But um, the city benefits from some of those things because we collect the property tax revenue. Um, you know, and, and, again, there are a lot of limbs associated with this, but... You know, now what we're talking about is um, have we reached the point where, you know, we we realize because of our growth and because of the funding expense to schools and other things, maybe that equation is not balanced the way it should be. Mm-hmm. Maybe there should be an additional revenue injection from the standpoint of, of impact fees for new construction and those types of things. And you have to be very thoughtful and careful when you're making those decisions do I think there needs to be additional uh, impact fees? Absolutely, I do. Mm-hmm. Do I want to do that to a point where we're discouraging all the good progress and growth that we've had in our community? I, I don't want to do that. So it's, it's trying to make a good decision without knowing exactly what the right decision is. But to your point, um, that development is there. I feel really good about what we did about that. Um, I think it will be a really
2: nice development. It's hard to please everybody. It is hard to please everybody. And you guys did your level best to to make things better for the existing homeowners. The The, the planning
3: commission and the city council um, held the developer to what I would tell you is the highest standard related to keeping and improving and making that a better place than what it was.
2: Did any of the developers say they're going to move over there? They did. One of the developers did so. They oh, really, really? Yeah, that's right. They're going to preserve a lot and do that.
3: Now, you know, I don't know if they're going to do that or not, but that's what they said.
2: Yeah. <laughs> All right. Now, since we got into that part, uh, the, the existing homeowners and things like that, uh, Rob, you remember when they extended the John Bragg, uh, uh, not John Bragg, Joby Jackson Highway, and you went all the way over to 231 and a lot of the homeowners they lost part of their yards and then was walmart always there or was it it was built afterwards wasn't it Mm -hmm. yeah so they had they had a uh, a lot happen in their community yeah How, how do you deal with that
4: Yes, that is an excellent, excellent question. In fact, while, you know, Ronnie was talking, I was thinking, um, and, and I'm going to veer a little bit, uh, if you, all have, y'all have seen, uh, Andy Griffith show. Yep. I'm sure y'all, Andy yep. Griffith is one of my, watched it last night. I think I watched three episodes. All time favorite. Yeah. yeah. And Andy tries to explain to OP, that uh, he should no longer come to the jailhouse because it's a bad influence. Mm-hmm. So he's doing his best, and it's a bedroom scene. He's uh, kissing him goodnight and saying, uh, you, uh, you know, I want to tell you something about tomorrow. And he's mm-hmm. like, why don't you tell me when I come to the co- uh, to the courthouse? And, and, and Opie says... Uh, 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 Opie tells uh, Andy, you know, I'll come to the courthouse. You can tell me what it is. And and Andy goes, no, you're not coming to the courthouse. And he goes, what, what? And and Andy explains, it is good for you. And and Opie's face, you know, he's like, something that's good for the adults turns out to be not good for me. Yeah. You know. So sometimes we make decisions. The connectivity between. Uh, 231 and the interchange mm-hmm. is, was so critical. It yeah. did go through Stevenson Bend, which was developed 15, 20 years ago as a subdivision. You know, mm-hmm. it was a county subdivision taken into the city, annexed into the city. Right. So we had to make a decision for the betterment of the connectivity, which is going to play a critical part in moving traffic, regional traffic, and having the connectivity between the I-24, Joby Jackson interchange, interchange, and 231. Wow. It was on our master plan, and we were waiting to see how, you know, it was a, it was just a line on paper. Mm-hmm. Now the connection, when the connection came, it went through Stevenson Band. We had a lot of folks, you know, called us. You know, we had a public meeting. We mm-hmm. went through the process, gave them the heads up that, yes, you're going to lose... Uh, some of the, some of the, uh, they didn't. Mostly frontage.
2: The, the, some of the yeah. frontage,
4: which was already right away. You know, mm-hmm. if we didn't go and take. We may have taken one or two because of the bridge elements. Yeah. You know, the guardrail and all that. But yes, we went through a growing pain. I should say it was painful for me. It was painful for staff. It was painful for mayor, council, and uh, and planning commission. We we when the connection came in, we knew it was critical. It was on our master plan. It was a line on paper that will have to materialize one way or other. if not, they're going to do it anyway you know they, yeah. they, there's it's going to be so we made it wider, made it three lane cross section, and tied that in mm-hmm. so that was a very it's one of those things you know it, it you we probably made you know the residents. Uh, very upset in the beginning, but they realized that now they have access to 231. They benefited from, from that connection in the long term.
2: Mm-hmm. Hard decisions. But I, I'm not going to say anymore more because really your hands are tied. When you get into those type things, there's not a whole lot. Really, I thought that that was going to be uh, expanded to go all the way around and, and connect kind of like a, a a way to go around Murfreesboro without going into Murfreesboro. It was going to be an outside connector, and um, it didn't end up the way I thought it would. But uh, um, it would have been nice if you could have done that.
4: Yes, didn't find the opportunity or didn't find... A track in our major tariff plan to actually go east-west and yeah. exactly what you mentioned, which is a loop road right. to avoid the internal streets, yeah. like a loop, like veterans, yeah. you know, a, a loop road. But uh, uh, that connecti- connectivity was so important that that you know we had to make some hard decisions.
2: I'm glad that Ronnie brought you by this morning, Rom. I have thoroughly enjoyed it. I feel like that I have gotten a four-year education just sitting here.
4: You're too kind to say that. Thank you, and it's a pleasure being here.
2: Thank you very much. All right, guys, we will see you not Monday morning, but Tuesday morning. Labor Day is Monday morning. So I hope you guys are all off. All right. Okay, we'll see you then. Bye.
0: From Sylvan Park Restaurant on Northwest Broad Street. It's The Truman Show on News Radio WGNS. FM 100.5, 101.9, AM 1450, and streaming online at WGNSradio.com.